Podcast. What is up, college lacrosse fans? You are watching the 69th episode of the Lax Factor Lacrosse Podcast. This is number 69. Everybody wanted me, or not everybody, but a bunch of people wanted me to put something special together uh, for the 69th episode. I've got nothing for you other than that. That's as much as I can do. Today, we are going to talk about the scrimmage that Syracuse, Vermont, and Hofstra had up at Syracuse this past weekend. The Hofstra scrimmage was closed to everybody. Syracuse beat Hofstra up. The Vermont scrimmage was open to the media only. And who has two thumbs and got to go? This guy. So we got to see that. Before I get into all of it, be sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. If you're watching this video, just hit like and get this out. We have our first real show, the College Lacrosse preview show tomorrow, Thursday, coming out that we're, where we're going to preview all the weekend's games. So be sure to get this video's likes way up there. Let's have this video perform well so more people see the show tomorrow. And as always, to support us beyond that, go to laxfactor.com. You can watch our videos there, listen to our audio podcasts there, which this gets put up there. You can buy swag, hats, t-shirts, all sorts of stuff, coffee mugs, and all of that. So let's get into it. Things that were confirmed or that I learned at this scrimmage. One, the first midfield line for Syracuse looked dangerous. We only got to see Vermont. Hoster was closed. Syracuse beat up on Hoster 17-2. to So that's hard to tell. What happened there in the Vermont scrimmage? Vermont was fairly solid, and uh, the first quarter ended up, I think it was seven to three Syracuse, and it was actually three three. And Syracuse went on a four goal run and scored four goals, I think, over the last two or three minutes of that first period that they played. But that first midfield line, they are going to scorch the earth. Dordovic, big, fast, and looks like his injury is behind him. Now, big is not something that you typically you would have said about Dordovic uh, two years ago as if when he was a freshman. Big is what he is now. The kid is strong, the kid is fast, and the kid is cutting hard. He looks, he looks like he is 100% on the mend. Tromboli, he scored the game's first goal. He is going to have a really nice senior year, and I think he is going to play really well uh, playing off of Dordovic and Curry. Dordovic and Curry are probably slightly better Dodgers than Tromboli, but I think Tromboli is a slightly better off-ball player than both of them. So I think that he's probably going to feast as a senior as well. Curry looked solid, looked great dodging. His famous kind of sweep across the middle, that worked well, playing the two-man game with the other two middies and maybe some attackmen. So Curry also, all three of those middies, Pick your poison. One of them is going to, at least one of them is going to have a big game every game, but probably they'll all put up a couple of points to four or five points uh, in every game. At least one of them is putting up four points in every game is is pretty much a, a thing. They work great together. They're unselfish. The only negative is they they force some shots here and there, but you're going to have that when you have high volume guys and when you have three guys that are all on that line. But that'll work itself out during the season. And then the only other thing I worry about is maybe they'll take a bit of flow away from the attack. But it's one of those trade offs. When you, it, we we had it with Mariano and Salcedo as well, where they would take a little bit of burn and, and runs away from the attack because they were you know high volume ball carriers. So these mids are going to be that, but it'll be okay in the end as for oh and then one of the other things I got to actually talk with Tromboli quickly after the game and I asked him about getting the band back together and uh and and what that meant to to him and and them as a line so take a listen all right so one question your your guys's line is traditionally split a lot of time with the twos and it seemed like today they're trying to feed the beast a lot more so is that something that we could expect to see or is that just how it rolled today? I think it's pretty situational. It's just going to depend on the, on the time of the game and how things are going. Um, we tend to go 1-2, one, 1-2, two, one, two, but if uh, if one line's really hot, they'll send us again. So, How psyched are you guys at getting the band back together and having everybody 
all three great. of you guys back on the field. It's great. It's, it's, I'm playing with two uh, of the best players I've ever played with my whole life, so it's really incredible, and those are my best buds, so it's awesome to go out and play well with them. Now, for the Syracuse attack, Rafus looked active. It looks like you know he kind of started the season out injured last year, but he finished strong. He's going to have a – I think he's going to start strong this year. That's going to help. Cook seemed to be the most effective ball carrier out of the bunch. Cook can shoot out from outside. Cook can finish from in close. Cook can create. Looked shifty, quick. I think Cook, truthfully, Cook could be the best attackman, or at least so far in the two scrimmages I've seen, Cook looks like the best attackman of that three. And that includes Scanlon and Rafis, both of them very top-notch talent. So Cook looked great. I think he's going to have a breakout season. Scanlon didn't get many looks in the Vermont uh, scrimmage, but he's going to be fine overall. He had a couple of shots that were saved and things like that, but overall Scanlon will be fine. But the attack unit look good. Definitely as they are better than average. They can definitely burn you. And by the season's end, they could be proved to be very, very formidable. As for the Syracuse defense, they looked aggressive as hell. They were doubling all over the field, beating people up, slapping people here and there. They looked great. Mellon, obviously, number 11 now. He's going to have a big season. The one thing that we were surprised was Kennedy played pretty much the entire Vermont scrimmage down at close defense. I got a chance to talk to Kennedy quickly about that, asking him, What's that going to look like for him? And is that going to possibly take a little bit away from his transition game? So give a listen to his answer. So close D. Yeah. I, I mean, that's different for us to see you down there. Is that something we can expect to see coming in the spring? I'm not sure yet. Just I guess in practice we've been doing both, which is uh, good to – because it's I guess it's different how you guard it, so it's good to practice both. And how does that change the, the transition aspect of it for you? Is uh, it a little harder to get upfield as you're playing I low? I mean, no, I don't think so because we had a big inner squad last week and we had a lot of transition. It's just, it's just like a different approach, I guess. Like LSM, I'm more breaking out and catching it, but if I'm playing down low, it's probably more ground ball and go. But overall, defensively, Porter looked good in cage. The defense as a unit looked great, uh, and they played very well together. Still a little bit of hairy off ball, but Vermont's a team that can burn you off ball because they have so many Canadian finishers that are just deadly off ball. So maybe that will end up looking okay. And uh, Fernandez looked great playing D-mid, so if he ends up being the one to get most of the D-mid runs, and it doesn't hurt at all to have Kennedy down low because he looks really good. Kennedy's definitely better in transition than Fernandez, but Fernandez is a ball uh, ground, ground ball hawk, so he's going to do well there. Face-offs, kind of a wash. Not sure how I felt about that. It was kind of tough to see overall. It was a little bit sloppy uh, from the face-off X, but Dirth definitely looked great. So, you know, he's, once again, there's another in transition, you know, between the boxes, the, the Q-Smids looked excellent. Vermont overall has a pretty nice squad, though. So Vermont, they played well. They performed well. Syracuse beat them 7-3 in the first quarter. I don't remember the second. It may have been 5-4, 5-3, and then uh, they Vermont actually kind of handled Q, so when once they both cleared the bench, and actually, I think Vermont might have had quite a few starters in still. Uh, depends, but either way, Vermont didn't look bad. So they're going to have a nice season as well, but overall Syracuse is, it looks like they're, they're actually this year as good as advertised. So I don't know, are they number three, like Quint had them? They could be, I mean, they, they do look that good and they're good all over the field. They have talent all over the field, Porter in cage, Mellon, Kennedy, at defense, Fernandez at midfield, Dirth at midfield on the defensive side. Offensively, their six starters on offense are as good as anybody's six starters in the country. And then that second midfield line, don't front on the second midfield line. Buttermore had a goal or two. He looked really good, and he was playing. I forget who they had running with him, um, Kim 
and uh, somebody else. They, 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 they rotated four guys in on that third midfield line, it seems like. One thing that I thought was excellent that I've been waiting to see, the first midfield line got most of the burn. In the past, they've kind of gone 1-2, one, 1-2, two, one, two, and in this scrimmage at least, they went 1-1.5-2, one, 1-2, one 1-1.5-2. Two, one, two, one, one you know what I mean? The, the, the ones definitely, I would say, if you put it out there, the ones got at least 60% of the burn over the first two quarters. So I'd like to see that, especially where you're – top three middies are that solid. It's not like one guy's doing all the carrying. These guys are sharing the ball equally. So I think that you may see a little bit more of that in the new offense. And offensively, yeah, that was one thing we noticed too. The offense didn't look all that much different. There was definitely scenarios in which they dropped into a 1-4, but then there were scenarios where it looked like they were running the traditional Syracuse offense where they're kind of dodging into guys, a lot of duck unders and things of that sort. But the offense looked good. They looked crisp. They forced a couple of passes, turned the ball over a little bit, but it's early in the season. But moral of the story, this team is going to be deadly. I think us Syracuse fans have real, really, really – high expectations of this team, but we have good reason for that. And we have insanely good reason to be optimistic about trying to get to the final four in this season. So that is it for this episode tomorrow. Today's Wednesday. If you're watching this tomorrow is Thursday. We are going to put out our first true episode for this college season. We're going to do our college lacrosse weekend preview show or something like that, whatever we call it. I always forget. So that's coming out tomorrow. You see that by 11. I was sick this week, so I didn't get to do the daily podcast this week on Monday or Tuesday. This is your daily podcast for Wednesday. Tomorrow's show will be your daily podcast for Thursday. And then Friday, we'll put out a normal quick hit audio only version, but we'll get a video tomorrow for our weekend preview show. And we got a bunch of other things that we're going to start putting out every week as well beyond that. So as always, be sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell to let other people know that what we're doing here, go to laxfactor.com, buy a coffee mug, buy a hat, buy one of our new hoodies, t-shirts, whatever. You guys are great for supporting us. So thank you very much for everyone that has uh, supported us. That's bought a t-shirt. We sold a bunch of them here last week as well. So to all you guys, thank you very much. And as always enjoy and come back tomorrow to watch the first true episode of this lacrosse season, this weekend's preview show for all of the games that are coming up this weekend. Thank you and enjoy.